welcome to Injection Magazine's Weekly Injection, a podcast we like to discuss both conventional and unconventional topics within society, with new episodes out every single Friday. Hi guys, welcome back to the Weekly Injection. I am your host G. I've been away for a couple weeks, but I'm back now and I'm back today with Charlie. Hello everyone, I'm Charlie and I'm currently um, an intern at Injection Mag. Um, I am studying fashion promotion and marketing at London South Bank University and yeah I'm I've come on this podcast today to uh, discuss a very interesting topic close to my heart. Yeah so Charlie actually dropped an article a couple weeks ago and I loved it and everybody absolutely loved it and it is about if makeup should be gendered um, and discussing all things to do with male makeup or male makeup brands. Um, and I was actually quite unfamiliar with the topic. I don't know if this is because I am a female, so I've always just bought the beauty products that have been catered towards a female market, or if or if male makeup brands just aren't that common yet that I haven't really heard of them. But what is a male makeup brand? I guess it's just a brand that has been conceptualized to make products that are that have men in mind and I guess this is where the controversy comes in because essentially is it just makeup that is normal makeup for women that they've just you know toned down the packaging for made it matte black and then Mm -hmm. called it something like makeup for men um yeah essentially that's what it is it's just makeup that is marketed towards men to make them potentially feel more comfortable buying the products or to make them feel more included in the beauty industry but essentially that's that's kind of what it is. Yeah it's interesting you talk about how it's practically the same products that are already out there that are marketed towards women but you know they've just changed the packaging and removed the glitter or whatever because I feel mm-hmm. like that is such a common thing in the beauty um, industry alone because if you think about um, if you say like just over history I think all beauty products have really been catered towards women or marketed towards women and that's how you know they make so much money because they sort of pry off women's need to like conform to a beauty standard yeah, definitely therefore you see there is such a divide in male and women's products so if you think about um, like shampoo for example like I I'm to be fair I'm such a um like marketing is designed for me because as soon as I see it yeah. but I will go out and buy it and I think TikTok as well is really I bought a new shampoo from TikTok and now I'm spending like 20 pounds on a shampoo and condition every time I run out but like yeah yeah like I need it but if you mm-hmm. think about that you know everything for women is designed there's you no know, luxurious silky soft shiny hair and all the adverts are always like who is it um like Nicole Scherzinger yeah exactly everyone wants to be like her don't they yeah but then male uh shampoos are designed I feel more efficiently they're like the three-in-one kind of like shampoo conditioner body wash yeah definitely or, or hair loss is something I mean mm-hmm. that's the only time I ever see male shampoos advertised as if it's like a hair loss shampoo or well I don't really see the three-in-one being advertised I think it's just for convenience and but like essentially they're probably the same exact thing as the female ones and with 
skincare as well. Like, I think there's such kind of a, not I don't want to say like a stigma, but it's not as sort of normalized for men to care about their skin. Yeah, exactly. I think going back to your point about shampoos and skincare and all this sort of stuff, brands prioritize function over anything for men. And I think that's always how it has been because I think for a very, very long time until more recently, if a man was interested in kind of grooming and keeping himself like just tidy and clean and good looking, it's considered preening and like obsessing too much over your appearance, which has always been kind of frowned upon with men because Mm -hmm. it, it, you can, I don't know, there's definitely labels that men can be uh, like that men can ascertain if they're into kind of, beauty and stuff like that and so I think when it comes to marketing I mean marketing is so powerful and I don't think really people realize how influential it is because there's obviously all of this stuff that goes into like cognitive learning and like exposure and response and all of this sort of stuff when it comes to marketing and with men especially within the kind of beauty industry that content just isn't out there and I think Primarily, it's due to the fact that brands just don't think there's enough people out there or a large enough segment of the market to be able to target with these products. And therefore, I think they've always just kind of left it so that, you know, if there are men interested in beauty products, then they can just buy women's. But marketing is so powerful that men might not want to go and buy women's stuff because it's not targeted to them. And like, when you say about glittery packaging and stuff like that, for a lot of people, I think it might make them quite uncomfortable. And in the article, we obviously did a questionnaire looking at um, asking about how influential packaging is to, um, Mm -hmm. to people. Basically the statistic was like ridiculous how, many people really did look at packaging a lot of them actually surprised well it didn't surprise me because sustainability is a massive issue at the moment but um a lot of them were like they're not really bothered about how packaging looks but if it's sustainable or you know has kind of environmental consciousness with it like woven into the packaging design um then they're more likely to go for that but I just think it's interesting because there, there are clearly people that want a product marketed to them rather than it being all about women all the time so yeah it's really interesting yeah definitely and I think as well I noticed because I picked up in a statistic in your article that 83% of men think that their appearance is a fairly important thing Mm -hmm. yeah um so you know we say that you know because of history and the stereotypes about history and like what has been put towards women and what has been put towards men. And that's why, you know, it's sort of still frowned upon kind of for men to, you know, take their skincare really importantly. And especially, you know, makeup isn't as commonplace in men now, but, you know, men do care about their appearance and they care about it quite a lot. So there is definitely a market there. And then when you consider the rise of the internet and YouTubers, I think all of the most popular makeup YouTubers are male. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that YouTube as a platform has really opened up just kind of this whole new perspective of 
real people and I guess TikTok is like Mm -hmm. what's kind of you know paralleling that now in kind of for a lot of millennials and kind of like Gen Z uh, kids but yeah YouTube I think just exposed people as they are and so you know people like James Charles and Manny MUA and all of these people they they just started using the platform to just show a passion and a love for essentially mm-hmm. artistry a lot of the people that you'll um watch on youtube will be quite extravagant makeup artists to the sense of they can really like go to town and create stunning pieces of art essentially mm-hmm. on their face and i think a lot of regular men who may not want to use makeup in that way may feel intimidated and I feel like there there Mm -hmm. isn't a category that they feel that they can sit in because it's either right you're a woman that wears makeup or you're a man that wears like full glam and I feel like they're like I just want to put Mm -hmm. a bit of concealer on maybe a bit of eyeliner or mascara to like accentuate my eyes or like contour my face Mm -hmm. a little bit and that's where I think branding and advertising for men would really come in handy because it will show mm-hmm. and represent just normal men using makeup just to enhance their appearance and when you said about um more uh, so 83% of men care about their appearance I think that's just as a result of like standards of beauty like generally over the years and how it's kind of um expanded because I I feel like you can care about your appearance but not have a desire to like use makeup or anything like that I think it's just a case of Mm -hmm. wanting to feel proud and confident in yourself and I think especially because so many people around you nowadays are doing the same it's kind of just following the herd isn't it and you know Mm -hmm. in the 90s or whatever there were more (laughs) like kind of like um gangs and kind of like style tribes and I think makeup was used to um accentuate your position in a certain group like say if you were into kind of gothic um attire or maybe Mm -hmm. punk rock or anything like that I think that's what makeup was used for before now it's more about everyday wear and making it just just to enhance your appearance yeah Yeah, it's actually really interesting how you say that um, obviously on platforms like YouTube there is a lot of male makeup artists but you know that's where you are they're makeup artists they do these extravagant looks um, you know with lots of crazy colors mm-hmm. and what happens to the people the males who want to wear makeup but they don't want to be that you know eccentric and out there they just want to mm-hmm. wear makeup the same way that a lot of women wear makeup just to enhance their looks, cover their spots, or just a simple, you know, mm-hmm. even out their skin tone. There's not really that much, yeah. you know, on social media platforms for just basic everyday makeup looks. Because when when I was like 12, 13, <laughs> trying to learn how to wear makeup for the first time, you know, mm-hmm. I'd simply put in like the YouTube search bar, like everyday makeup look for like, yeah and exactly no there's not and there's not that for men that might be why you know so many men are um 
scared to wear makeup just because you know they just uh, they don't yeah. know where to because I mean when I started wearing makeup I was clueless on where to start and I know that I wore the wrong shade mm-hmm. for probably about four years and I who hasn't went through that <laughs> and um there was a time where my eyebrows were absolutely horrendous and mm-hmm. that was my learning process and now I'm here like <laughs> later we love to see it <laughs> But I just, I couldn't imagine being in that position of wanting to start, because makeup is so confusing. And I couldn't imagine Mm -hmm. being in that position of wanting to start wearing makeup and not having some form of reference to go off of, you know, because, you know, before the age of YouTube, people would learn from their mums or their sisters because they would wear makeup and they'd teach you Mm -hmm. how to wear makeup to the point where it's just casual day-to-day makeup. And for a lot of men, they don't have that. And if the only kind of representation they have on media is of actual makeup artistry, and mm-hmm. they're not going to, you know, want to dive in that completely. And that's where I can definitely see that there's room for makeup that is gendered to men to try yeah. and introduce them to the concept of makeup and make it seem a lot less daunting and make it more attractive to them. Definitely. I think so in the article I'd linked and kind of spoken a little bit about um, there's a video by James Charles that uh, was called TikTok, TikTok Guyliner or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that he kind of went through the basics of if you're not if you don't want to do full glam and you just want some like advice on how to do things like fill in some hairs in your beard or in your hairline. Mm-hmm or maybe you know cover up blemishes and all of this sort of stuff he went through that and I thought that that was such a good just a good video for someone to watch and it you know if they had no idea of how to how to apply makeup especially on on their own skin as a man Mm -hmm. um and I think so when you're saying about you know that's why there should be gendered makeup I think if they are going to you know play that card and do it that way then the way that they market and advertise it has to be so clever and I feel like they have to I don't know maybe put out content that shows tutorials Mm -hmm. of men just doing like patching up jobs or you know applying eyeliner or whatever because otherwise if you just bring out a, a a, uh, a line of makeup for men I think people are going to see through it and just be like well mm-hmm. I could already get this just with different packaging You're, like I'm not gaining anything from this yeah. because I still mm-hmm. don't know how I'm supposed to use it or you know mm-hmm. what's best to do with it so yeah I, yeah that's a they can't just one. they can't just make a packaging matte black and say this is for men we're filling the gap that the market needs yeah exactly but I feel like a lot of brands will do that and the more popular it becomes the more that will follow suit and just try and get their kind of share of the market and will Mm -hmm. do a bad job of it and I think there's a fine line between being quite offensive with this um and like I don't know just doing it for the sake of making money and that's what I wanted to kind of communicate in this article like what do people think do they think that um this concept of gender makeup is just a marketing ploy or is it something that genuinely they believe is needed and will be received well by Mm -hmm. those individuals that it's targeted to yeah I guess it brings up like about the question that you know is there a need for any makeup to be gendered or should they all take uh 
you know, like a androgynous approach to everything. Because mm-hmm. a lot of brands already, um, like you mentioned, like Fenty Beauty and things like that. Um, yeah. You know, the packaging is not um, styled in like a gendered way and they use male models in all of their mm-hmm. campaigns. So um, it's clear that they are trying to cater for all markets. You know, it's not like they're saying... Exclusively, yeah, yeah, because a lot of brands it is like very aggressively like this is for women, this is for women. But a lot of brands now have now, um, you know, started the way that they're marketing their products, they are seeming to cater towards everyone now. And that's just the simple things by having like when they do their skin swatches, you know, some of the models will be male and just things like that. So, yeah, instead of maybe having male only makeup brands, should you think all makeup companies just start taking a more inclusive approach to makeup? Definitely, because so I think the main issue that you have with making a male only product line is that it's still a relatively new concept. And Mm -hmm. when you go back to looking at the market share, it's not like we can't fool ourselves. It's not massive and it's nowhere Mm -hmm. near the size of what the female beauty industry is so when you think about that because there aren't so many people wanting it you can't invest thousands millions of pounds into creating really extensive and inclusive product lines so I'm talking Mm -hmm. shades I'm talking uh, different formulas for like oily skin or dry skin or combination skin all of this sort of stuff and the, the thing is, essentially, is just that, you know, they're all the same product is like what you're like, yeah, because male, the male makeup is basically the same formula as the female makeup. So what what is the difference? Literally just the packaging and the way that they market it. And I think that because you, obviously you don't have this massive uh, share of the market, there therefore isn't that much interest in making it as diverse for just men so you know men of different skin tones and all of that so I feel like the best approach is just to use existing makeup brands kind of tone down the the product's packaging and make it more um kind of gender inclusive and um as in all gender inclusive and just make it so that all of their marketing campaigns focuses more on including men in the equation because there's there's Mm -hmm. drugstore beauty brands like elf for example as bad as is um and like there's so many out there that have very toned down packaging that can appeal to all like nyx i feel does a an okay job of being quite Mm -hmm. um plain plain jane and Mm -hmm men are already going and buying these products and they're using them absolutely fine so it's it's that question Mm of why is there a need to market it or like make an exclusive product line just for men because then that just goes Mm -hmm. against the makeup for all mindset of it because you're making something exclusively just for men and whacking a higher price point Mm -hmm. on something that you could get in the drugstore marketed for Mm -hmm. women at a third of the price like it just seems a a little bit 
for me. Yeah, because essentially, like as we were saying, it's makeup. It's all mm-hmm. the same. Obviously, they all have different formulas. That's why different brands are performed yeah. better. But like, it's all the same. Like, it's all you know, foundation, concealer, mm-hmm. eyeliner, eyebrow pencils, things like that. Like, it's all the same. So, why should there be a divide if it's all the same product? Because then it making a male only makeup brand just then comes off completely as like a money grabbing tactic the same way that a lot of a lot of beauty products mm-hmm. do because it's all the same why cater it towards one area of the market that you feel you can get the most yeah from? exactly and I, when I saw Chanel's Boy de Chanel range I was a bit like this is this just seems all a bit like a marketing ploy because essentially I think they were honestly this this to me is ridiculous they were selling um a clear nail varnish for like 30 dollars or something and I was like are you are you kidding me you could literally go to natural collection get exactly the same thing that just doesn't have the um high high ticket price and the the brand name to it and it will perform in exactly the same way like yes there'll be differences in the sense of how Mm-hmm. how good the consistency of the product is or whatever but essentially it's clear nail varnish at the end of the day and I think that a lot of brands when they see that this is becoming more popular and gaining traction I think they're going to be like oh brilliant we can just use the same product yeah put it in black mm-hmm. packaging say it's for men and then we can whack the price up and yeah it does yeah. come off you know if they're not offering anything else if they're not offering help on how to apply makeup if they're not doing like putting a lot of effort into making tutorials and making you know bridging the gap between men who are so overwhelmed with makeup and makeup artistry if they're not Mm -hmm. providing these you know resources and actively trying to promote makeup as being more inclusive and representative then it does just come off as a super predatory marketing ploy which is really insensitive and just ridiculous when you consider the situation so yeah I think if makeup male brands are to exist they do need to do so much to prove that they're doing it for the right reasons and I think that yeah in general all makeup brands should now try to target themselves towards being more inclusive and representative as you know there are so many men who wear makeup and so many men who will want to start wearing makeup too Mm -hmm. And, you know, the market yeah. is now not only, you know, specifically for females. So I think there is so much that mm-hmm. many brands need to do in order to try, you know, their best to create a more representative product for everybody. And I think that's sort of the step forward from here. Yeah, definitely. I think that they just need to it's a hard thing to do because I think they essentially have to tackle the stigma of makeup mm. for men and when like even when you looked at the um the articles questionnaire it was a, it was quite surprising how many people like didn't wear makeup and would never be interested in it and I don't know whether that's because of a because they just genuinely don't think that makeup would be a product that they would want to use to enhance their appearance or whatever or whether they're they're mm-hmm. saying it because they they don't want to they don't want this stigma attached to them as being like you're a man wearing makeup because there was one respondent mm-hmm. actually who said that they would like to wear makeup but they never have because they would consider it to be something that would cause them anxiety 
because they 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 think it would be something that mm-hmm. would be commented upon or kind of looked upon and judged and that that's so it makes me mm-hmm. so sad because the whole idea of the beauty industry is to make you the 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 best you that you can be and to like elevate your confidence and make you feel sexy or beautiful or just you know confident with yourself and that's where I think Mm -hmm. like you said the beauty industry just needs to market itself in a more broader sense to you know target all of these people and make them all feel like they're worthy and represented and yeah just just marketed to and thought of by these brands yeah I mean there's been times when I've spoken to you know some of my straight male friends and they say oh you it's so Mm -hmm. easy if you get a spot because you can just cover it up with makeup and I'm thinking Mm -hmm. essentially Mm -hmm. you could do the same thing too so yeah that stigma is definitely still there and it's it's gonna be a hard one to tackle because it's so deep-rooted throughout you know the entire history that yeah exactly like when you looked at um so in 2016 when James Charles became the brand ambassador for uh cover girl and was on the that was the first male cover girl mm. man um there was I, there was so much uproar with it like that there was like the overwhelming sense was oh my god yay this is mm-hmm. amazing finally representing the people of the world kind of thing and the people of the beauty industry but there were still a lot of people that were like no no mm-hmm. no, no this isn't right which yeah oh, it just it annoys me because it's like come on guys we should just stop caring <laughs> about this sort of stuff like just let people be people yeah. if you know if men want to wear makeup just let them wear yeah. makeup let them be who exactly. they want to be just let people do what they want to do at the end of the day as long as it's not exactly you know bad. <laughs> oh yeah 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 no we don't condone any violence <laughs> or anything like that but <laughs> Yeah. anyone has any other opinions um, about men wearing makeup um, if they wear makeup themselves if they've tried any of these male makeup brands or if they just think that they should drop off the face of that then um, please feel free to send dms as always it has been lovely being back and chatting with you today um, i'm g and i've been here with charlie and i'll speak to you guys again next week